Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional from New Jersey, USA, Mr. Chris Gargano. Chris, welcome to the show. Ash, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be fun and rewarding. Thank you so much. Thank you. Chris is the founder of the Gargano Leadership Group. He's a consultant, broadcaster, educator, storyteller, and speaker with the San Francisco Giants front office for three World Series um, winning teams in 2010, 2012, and 2014. He has led teams in the content department for the Oakland Raiders, San Francisco Giants, and the New York Jets. And he's been recognized with numerous content awards, awards which have included several Emmys. My goodness, what an amazing journey you've had, uh, Chris. But let me start by asking you, tell me about your amazing journey in brief. I will talk to you about this, Ash. You know, I was born in the San Francisco Bay Area, San Francisco specifically, yeah. and I grew up on the West Coast of, of the United States. And I loved my upbringing. I loved, you know, being part of that community. Um, I was a happy child. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed baseball very much. I devoted my life to baseball. I really enjoyed playing it, learning about, you know, how to fail, how to make errors, strike out, but then come back the next inning and respond. And I loved being on the teams and such. And then I, I had two passions. I wanted to play baseball or I wanted to be a storyteller, a broadcaster. So soon as I got to college, I played a little bit of baseball. Soon as I couldn't play anymore, I transitioned into college radio and the college mm. newspaper, and I got internships mm. in San Francisco in the sports media. Mm. And that passion for storytelling and, and showing the best of athletes and teams mm. and coaches, and I was fascinated by the whole thing. Mm. And I spent the last 30, I'm fast forwarding, but I know we only have a yeah. minimum amount of time, 32 years telling stories on great professionals in football, baseball, mm. basketball, mm. hockey, what have you. And just loving every minute of it and, and kind of understanding how people do things at the highest level was absolutely fascinating for me. Amazing, amazing. And then you decided to become a leadership guru. Uh, <laughs> yes. What made you uh, select leadership? I know you, there's a lot of leadership in sports, but you also told me you went in your early 40s to get a degree or a master's degree in leadership. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so I was leading as for those great teams that you talked about, the Raiders, the San Francisco Giants and the New York Jets. And through that process, it was when I was with the Giants and I was in my late 40s. I said, you know what? I want to get better at this. I have all these responsibilities. I have, you know, people that are relying on me. And sure, we were doing great things together as a team, but I felt I wanted to get better. I needed to have more education more of a well-rounded approach to leadership if I wanted to keep being a leader. And I did. And I decided that I did that. And once I went to school, Ash, and got that master's degree, something ignited. Literally the first day, I said, this is where I am supposed to be. And those professors at my alma mater, St. Mary's College of California, were just like a gift to me. And I think the rest of my cohort would say the same thing. The way they communicated to us and expressed how important leadership is, how important it is to study human psychology, our interpersonal, our self-awareness, all of this is this mixture of attributes that we need as leaders to mm. be there for other people. So it was fascinating to me. And right. that education has made me dive into it even more to be there for other people in this way that I'm doing it now, which is 
be on podcast, have my own podcast, write a little bit, um, consult, coach, just give, like you said, before we started recording, giving back Correct. the wisdom that, you know, as you get older and you study, yeah. you mm -hmm. can share with others, which is so well very said. rewarding. Well said. Thank and you. No, no, no. Tell me, uh, as a leadership advisor, what is the kind of work you're doing with leaders? So it's, it's a combination of group workshops and one-on-one -on -one coaching. Mm -hmm. And the group workshops are designed just to level set. There's very smart people that are in leadership positions, well-intentioned people, people okay. with high emotional intelligence. But sometimes we, like I did, I went back to school, mm -hmm. but some people can't go back to school. So my program is designed just to get, okay, how are we empathetic? How mm -hmm. do we communicate? How do we listen? Mm -hmm. How are we listening to people? Mm -hmm. And through those practices, and I share with them, I get a customized approach from them. Mm -hmm. What do you need? Where are some pain points? Let's discuss this. Let's develop something that works for all of your people, your leaders, and those that are on your team. How do we get everybody together to communicate just a little bit better so we can accomplish our goals, both for individuals and for the teams or organizations? That's the group workshops. And then the one-on-ones are customized as well. What does this individual need? How can I help them with education, research? I also teach leadership mm. at New York University. I've been doing that for five years. Mm. So I'm getting fresh perspectives from the, the students there to understand that age group and how they're dealing with getting into the workforce. So I share mm. all of that and plus my own experience with my one-on-one -on -one clients. And the main thing, Ash, that I have to emphasize is listening to people Correct. and where they want to go. Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone the other day, Ash, I don't just walk in and say, okay, here, 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 here. That is not mm -hmm. how this works. Mm -hmm. It's a two-way communication right. to enable them to understand themselves going forward. Interesting. And I'm sure my next question is something you've been asked all the time. Are leaders born or are they made? Ash, a great question. I believe that some leaders have natural characteristics that enable them to do great things. Mm. But I think they also have to keep up with being adaptable and flexible and being inclusive, mm. which takes understanding their surroundings and ultimately understanding themselves better. Mm. So I would say both. I think some are a little bit ahead of the curve mm. with their natural ability to have empath empathetic nature mm. to their, their how they lead. But I think we all need to work on it. We all need to be aware and self-aware of how the world is working and how people communicate with one another and the evolution of, you know, coming out of a pandemic and what are the expectations of younger workers, mid-range workers, older workers? How do we combine all the generations to understand one another? Sure, mm. you could be a great leader and accomplish great things, mm. but how are people thinking now as compared to three years ago and five years ago? And that takes studying and again, introspection and how are you doing with being adaptable and flexible to the way that people around you are understanding the workplace mm -hmm. so i'd say both yeah. that's the honest thank truth thank you great response. my opinion thank uh, you and, and as such as you know a, a well-respected sports leader what did sports teach you about leadership oh my gosh ash i'll tell you this I have had the fortune of having in-depth interviews and side conversations, like personal conversations with the, the highest level of athletes here in the United States, mm. specifically baseball and football. You know, those are the teams that I was yeah. with, mm. with them every day. Mm. And in those conversations, as an example, talking to a major league baseball player about hitting, right? The way they talked about hitting mm. 
Mm. And the way that they processed information was next level. And the way the leaders specifically, I'm giving you the, the correlation here, just to the level of the way these, these folks process information, mm. talking to the leaders, both in the front office and on the field, the way they process information. This is the highest level of this mm. respective um, industry. And their ability to understand individuals, understand strategies, understand the complexities of each sport mm. was just next level. And gleaning all that information. Sometimes when I'd sit down with them, I'd say, this person is in exactly what they're meant to be doing. Mm. And there's value to that. And when you're exactly where you're meant to be, like you're in an industry that really speaks to you, you're able to lead, think clearly. That doesn't mean you don't have stress. Yeah. But when you've satisfied that need to be what your true passion is, mm. everything comes a little bit easier. And, and most, if not, not all of them, but most of them just were able to communicate Hmm. Oh, I, here's what my strategy is. Here's how I do it. And here is the way I think about people. Fascinating. Hmm. I hope that answered your question. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, since you have been a sports leader and now you are, uh, you know, a trained uh, leader, if I may use them, you know, with, with a lot of education, you teach leadership. What, in your opinion, are some of the changing trends you have observed in leadership in the corporate world? That's a really, really good question. People need to be heard, Ash. That is what I am hearing, seeing, observing, and studying. Everybody has value. Yeah. Everybody's opinion is valuable, whether it's an intern or the president. Yeah. And to create an atmosphere where folks can be heard, heard excuse me, and, and they advocate for themselves is extremely important. So creating an atmosphere within corporations, teams, companies, where everybody does have a voice mm -hmm. is monumentally important, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And that is what I've learned. It's it, that, listen, we're all valuable. We're all unique. So hearing folks and their opinions on items big and small is important. That is what I have seen. That there's, I, I don't think anymore that, you know, hey, these folks, these select people just make the decisions and everybody else goes along with it. That doesn't always work. That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Everybody has value, great opinions, education, perspectives. Mm -hmm. And I like, you know, to study and research that so we can create atmospheres collectively where everybody is seen and heard. Thank you. Um, my next question is related to the pandemic. And I've spoken to many leaders around the world and they, they all tell me that they went through some really trying times during the pandemic, leading their teams. Yes. What, in your opinion, uh, has been the impact of the pandemic on leadership? So talk about a, a shakeup or a, um, you know, something that we could, we were not able to plan for. Mm -hmm. And I think that this, you know, the effect of that was that you have to check in with people because there's there was at that time during the pandemic, you didn't have the ability to walk down the hall and say, hey, how are you doing? And right. that smile and that natural flow of conversation and interaction with human beings was not taking place. So you had to be more proactive as a leader to check in with people mm. and on similar platforms like this. Mm. How are you doing? And then really trying to read body language mm. language with one less dimension, which is mm. a screen. And you know, now we're confined to this. So I think leaders and self-awareness and general awareness of how your team and the members are doing, 
became something that was top of the list. And hopefully that is carried over to the post-pandemic world. But that's what I would say, that just being aware of how people are truly doing mm -hmm. as you lost that dimension of being in the um, in right with somebody. And like I said, walking down the hall or calling them oh, yeah. into your office or seeing oh, them at the at yeah. the lunch table, that was gone. So now being a proactive leader to really check in with folks. And hopefully, like I said, that carried over to Absolutely. behavior. No, no, you're so right. You're so right. You yeah. know. What, what I, I often refer to as management by walking around uh, on, on, on the floor of an office or having a, you know, a, a conversation at the coffee machine. Those things people missed, I'm sure. Uh, right. But right. my next question to you, uh, Chris, is given all the different kinds of technology that's coming in, you know, with artificial intelligence, virtual reality, the chat GPT, and so much more happening, how do leaders, leaders uh, need to adapt to handle such a diverse kind of technology that's come in now? I think being open-minded and I think using them as tools. Mm. I do a lot of, I'm sure you do as well, a lot of studying and, and listening to, to podcasts and reading about technology and how it affects human-to-human -human conversation yeah. and, 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 and interaction, not just that. But how, you know, I think they are tools, Ash. I think if you can glean information quickly and share it with your, your group or have a, for example, I'm on a chat group with my new group and, and it's, it's important to understand, okay, here's an embedded link. Here's um, how we're going to process this. Those are all valuable tools. Mm -hmm. it's, it's ways like you and I were talking before we started to record to help people is to get information quickly to them. Right. So as you said, AI and all those tools and, and you know, all the existing platforms that we're on now, if you can process information, share it appropriately, how mm -hmm. that tool or platform is being consumed, mm -hmm. it's very effective but it can't get in the way of, you know, podcasts or like you and I were talking about reading mm. and more long form content, which is also valuable because it makes yeah. you think not that the short form yeah. or the quick chat doesn't make you think because mm. that's an art form in itself. Mm. But I think if you combine them all and not saturate people with it and, and have a, a cadence that is appropriate for the consumer, mm. it could work to all of our advantages. That's what I think. Fascinating. And uh, do you think culture, uh, and, you know, we come from, you, you know, you, you're in a country which is probably one of the most uh, diverse countries culturally. Do you think culture has an impact on leadership? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you go back to what I was saying earlier about trying to understand everybody. Mm -hmm. And in my class at, at New York University, there are folks from all different cultures around the world. It is my job, the professor, and as the leader to understand how everybody is processing information and understand that some might not, you know, volunteer as much to speak, but they're great writers mm -hmm. and we could share what they've written for the class or they can to the mm -hmm. extent that they're comfortable. And it's just understanding how everyone processes information, understands how everybody is interrelating with each other and respecting that mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, we are open to understanding all the cultures involved, because as you know, in your country and in the United States, we're all together. So okay. let's make sure that we're, we're getting to where we want to go as a leader and as a group mm -hmm. together by mutual understanding. And that involves listening, communicating, mm -hmm. and really taking in who these people are, who we all are together. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And do you think there is a, a difference between men and women leaders? And if so, where are the differences? 
I, I think we're all, you know, trying to do our best. Correct. The difference between men and women leaders. I know some incredible female leaders across <laughs> all sectors, you know, all industries, and they're unbelievable. In addition, I know the men. I think that we all have to be aware of our emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and how we're coming across and giving mutual respect to all genders and making sure that everybody understands we're all trying to do this. We're all trying to get to the same place. Mm -hmm. So to judge somebody or to um, put them into a category is completely and utterly unfair. Right. So I like to be inclusive in my approach to evaluating leaders and assessing how effective they are. And I, I, like I said, I have known wonderful male leaders and wonderful female leaders, Absolutely. and I try to see them for the, the genuine nature and the character of each individual. Well said, well said. Uh, my next question is about the younger leaders. You know, I'm from the mm -hmm. boomers generation, and I've been working, doing a lot of work with millennials and Gen Z leaders. And I think they bring in a breath of fresh air uh, into almost any organization. And yet, they're beginning to change the paradigm of leadership. I'd love to get your thoughts on how are the younger leaders beginning to change leadership in the corporate world? So I think that we generalize sometimes and younger leaders, you know, the wisdom of an older leader is so valuable and it is, it is. Yep. But there's also wisdom, of, like you said, a fresh perspective, an openness to learning. Mm. And plus, let's look at the reality of the situation. Mm. Younger leaders have had more access to information than folks like you and I, and they process it incredibly well. And I'll tell you firsthand, at my last organization, the New York Jets, mm. I will tell you some of the, the most talented and respected folks were, it didn't matter their age. The, 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 the young crop of leaders, emerging leaders were unbelievably talented, yep. open-minded, wanted to do great work, mm. um, worked very hard. And then I, I'll go to my students. It's the same thing. Sometimes, Ash, I'm telling you, I'm in class and I have to stop mm. because I am so impressed with the information that we're sharing at that current moment. By mm. what? Ages 21 to 25, an average college senior age. And I have to stop myself and say, this is incredibly impressive. Hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm in, in a moment right now thinking, look at this. These are the leaders of the future. It's incredibly hmm. encouraging. So I think they're wonderful. And I think we're in, in good hands. I really do. Fascinating. Thank you. Uh, I've got time for two more questions. Uh, sure. And I just have to ask you this next one. You have uh, been, you have received several Emmys. Uh, and Emmys is very, very prestigious. Tell me about some of these Emmys and what did you get them for? So, oh, thank you. No, and, and their awards are wonderful. And I think that they um, epitomize a great team effort. Mm. So, you know, in the, on the West Coast uh, with the San Francisco Giants, the Oakland Raiders, we were nominated. San Francisco Giants, we won a, several of them. Mm. Um, they were for documentaries or, or, or promos or short form stories. Uh, we, we've, we've won them for a number of um, different pieces of content that have resonated with, you know, the, the consumer and the, uh, the judges, per se. And then we've won several out here with the New York Jets in the New York metropolitan area. And these are regional Emmys. These yeah. are New York and San Francisco yeah. based to be mm -hmm. factual there. And I just think that when you when I look at them here in this office, I, I think of the great people that I've worked with. They are team efforts. Yeah. There's, you know, I look at that one and that had 14 people involved. That one had 23 people involved. 
they're they're just they're they make me smile because of the team that I was able to work with at both of those organizations. So that's what they were for. Um, they're wonderful, and I'm proud because of the fact that they were done with a group of people. Fascinating. And my last question to you, Chris, and this is for the many many people who will listen to our conversation across the world. Based on your own amazing journey uh, as a sports leader and now a leadership advisor, as an educator, what would you say are three leadership lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away? I would say this, be inclusive, mm -hmm. listen, and show empathy. Mm -hmm. Now, they, in my opinion, they all three go together. Yeah. Include everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, listen. And if you listen, Ash, I can't tell you on my new podcast, that's, you know, four or five episodes in listening keeps coming up and that's active listening. It's not listen to talk or listen to argue your point. It's really taking in the information that this individual across from you is sharing. Mm. And as a leader, it's a superpower because if you're talking, you're not learning. Mm. Yes. I, you don't get paid by the word. And that's just a little funny joke I try to say sometimes because it's true. You know, you get paid to listen and, and bring people together, achieve greatness. And then empathy is understanding, obviously, the other person that you're talking to. Correct. Truly list, by listening, you can understand how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it takes time and it takes um, effort and it takes work to become a better listener and to be more empathetic. And I think it's worth it. I really think it's worth it because then at the end, you can include others because you know them. And so that's what I would say. That's those are the things that I try to help folks yeah. with and, and see is um, so we can ap tr truly appreciate everybody. Wonderful. And on that note, Chris, and your three amazing lessons, be inclusive. Listen, you know, listening is such a powerful um, you know, thing that we need to develop in ourselves. Because only if you do some active listening can you be a good communicator. And the third one you said was show empathy. A very, very powerful message. Thank you so much for speaking to me about your amazing journey, about all the stuff that you've been doing uh, with so many of the top sports teams. Thank you also for speaking to me about your role as a leadership guru or a leadership advisor and, and so many different aspects of leadership which we spoke about. Thank you also for speaking to me about the Emmys because, you know, when I read about you, I was quite fascinated by people, someone who's been associated with winning Emmys. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck to you. Ash, thank you so much. This was wonderful. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.